I may get some of these facts wrong. <laughs> but they, basically, we were small, small farming communities. You know, uh, we didn't even, I don't even bury people in those days. It was all very, um, you know, a little, a little bit, you know, oldie-worldy, big, big primeval. Average lifespan for men 3,000 years ago, 33 and a half. Women, 29 and a half. Childbirth. Got rid of a lot of women in those days, unfortunately. That was the reason, because, you know, you probably have about six or seven children, maybe more, in the hope that some would survive. So Curtis would now probably be married with about three kids. And he would be middle-aged. Stand up, Curtis, show us. That's, that's what middle-aged looked like 3,000 years ago. You saw Rory, that's what middle-aged looks like now. How old are you, Rory, if you don't mind me being here? 33, oh, that's not even middle-aged. No, it's still a baby, you know, you're expected to live through you. 80 or something now. But it was a, it was a different world. Um, you know, and it's only recently that women have overtaken men since childbirth's become a lot safer. And now you've had about livers by three or four years. But I know why men die younger. <laughs> we want to. That's what it is. It's, it's the easy way. It's a choice. But I probably would have been the oldest man in England at 62. Can you imagine the condition I would have been in 3,000 years ago without all the medical miracles that have gone in to keeping me together? You know, I would have been a sad sight. But as I said, um, life, it does get complicated as you get older sometimes, uh, and it can come as a bit of a shock. So I went into Proverbs, and I thought, let me, let me have a look. So, please, turn to Proverbs. And we'll begin at the beginning, in chapter 1, in verse 1. And it reads, The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, for attaining wisdom and discipline, for understanding words of insight, for acquiring a disciplined and prudent life, doing what is right and just and fair, for giving prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the young. Let the wise listen and add to their learning, and let the discerning get guidance. For understanding proverbs and parables, the sayings and riddles of the wise, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. What an opening verse. <laughs> you must have read that the first time and gone, wow, I'm in trouble. Because <laughs> I look at that and I think, um, how many times have I been a fool? Now don't all put your hands up. It's, it wasn't a question. It doesn't need a response. Just talk to Sybil later on. She can tell you uh, many times. But, you know, we can learn from the, the wisdom of others. You know, I was thinking about uh, when he was talking about the welcome, about God being a consuming fire. It's ice cream time, somewhere. As, um, let me ask someone, has anyone seen an open fire today? Well, no one saw the sun? No? Ah, 
It's an open fire, I think. It would be classed as one. I think it's burning. I think it's open. Um, you know, but it really struck me when he was talking about the universe is really a big fireball in many ways. I mean, our solar system, 99.8% of it is the sun. I imagine most of the other solar systems are similar. So you've got all these billions upon billions of stars, all burning balls of fire. Probably makes up a big chunk of the universe. Maybe even the bulk of it. I know they're all talking about dark matter, but I've never seen any, so I can't really say much about it. You kind of know it's there, but they don't know much else about it. So, you know, I think the Bible says such a lot of ways. I think God is he's like a fire, and he's created this universe that is, that is fire. But, you know, we can learn from the wisdom of others. And God's the wisest, believe me. He's incredibly wise. And we try and pass the wisdom that we've learned on to our children. And our children are all different. Do you imagine if this was red hot? We'd say to our son David, David, we have twins, two of our children, David and Rachel. Say, David, don't touch that. He'd go. I say, Rachel, don't touch that. She'd go. Every time. Every, Rachel, don't climb that tree. You'll fall down. Every single time. Fall down the tree, Dad. Really? Don't. Always got to learn the hard way. And I think I've done some foolish things also. I think I may have shared this. Talked about God being a fire. Um, the time when I tried to light the gas fire, we had an enclosed gas fire. The pilot light was on the blink. And so I would like I would get a match and put it, poke it through this hole. And it was in an enclosed one. It was one of those with a glass front and. And at most times it would light, it would be a bit of a then it would light, you know. And I'd put the gas on, put the thing in, match went out, oh, struck another one, that match went out. So the gas is in an enclosed space. Then eventually I put the thing in, wow, boom. It, it was a bomb. Seriously, Stibble came running downstairs, and I was sat there with glass all embedded in my face. Honestly, you know, not this, but let me just, something, being a Christian doesn't mean that you won't have accidents, you know. I mean, if you do something stupid, you may get hurt, whether you're a disciple or not. You know, this is the laws of physics. I mean, God protected me that I didn't go blind or I didn't blow my head off. But, you know, God can't just keep stepping in with miracles if you're consistently stupid, like I can be. He's like, he has better things to do. <laughs> you know, if I choose to do something stupid, I, there's a good chance I'm going to come out of it hurt. You know, so I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm one of the ones that, I'm not, I'm not always the most wise, but the Bible's there to help me and give me guidance. I think even in personal interactions with, with other people, as, as a Christian, you know, there's many of them I wish I'd have used more wisdom, a bit more discernment, you know, and, 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 you know, why did I open my mouth when I should have opened my ears and my heart? And there's many a time I thought, I could have handled that so much differently. You know, when you look at the Proverbs, it talks about a lot of those things, you know, people are quick to speak and this, that, and the other. But it's so easy, we, all, we get caught up in our 
you know, in our own personalities, if you like. You know, I'm blabbing by nature. It's where I am. You know, luckily me and somebody get on fine. She's a good listener. So, but, you know, that's, that's me. Some people are quiet by nature. Some people naturally blabbing. They never tell me a secret. I'm not good. I almost ruined David Merlin's honeymoon, the secret destination. Dave tells me nothing now. There's a secret. <laughs> it, oh, it was that close to coming out. Oh, I hear this. Merlin, I hear that you're going to. Something like, it's a secret. In Proverbs 4, verse 1, more wisdom. Listen, my sons, to a father's instruction. Pay attention and gain understanding. I give you sound learning, so do not forsake my teachings. When I was a boy in my father's house, still tender, and an only child of my mother, he taught me and said, Lay hold of my words with all your heart. Keep my commands and you will live. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Do not forget my words or swerve from them. Do not forsake the wisdom, and she will protect you. Love her, and she will watch over you. Wisdom is supreme. Therefore, get wisdom. Though it cost all, you have get understanding. Esteem her, and she will exalt you. Embrace her, and she will honor you. She will set a garland of grace on your head and present you with a crown of splendor. Listen, my son, accept what I say, and the years of your life will be many. I mean, what a fantastic promise. Wisdom can give you a longer life. Playing with gas fires can seriously shorten your life. I can promise you that. So don't follow my example in those, in those areas. But, you know, because I think we can... Going back, to, going back to the problems, which has got a lot, of, a lot of wisdom there that we can just use in, in our lives. You know, when you continue to get this problem about continuing to make the same mistakes over and over again. You know, and I think uh, for myself and Sybil, as you know, we were both married previously. And when we first got together, we were uh, a couple. The, um, the issues that we had in our previous marriages and the problems that we had, we just brought into our new marriage. And we dealt with them in exactly the same way, which wasn't a good way. You know, when, um, and the strange thing is, you, you're going down a road that's very familiar, and you know what's at the end of it, because we've already, we've already been through a divorce. So we knew where this road left, but somehow we keep walking down this same road.
Proverbs. I think I just I just love Proverbs. In Proverbs 3, verse 21. My son, preserve sound judgment and discernment. Do not let them have your sight. They will be a life, well, they will be life for you. An ornament of grace. Uh, sorry, an ornament to grace your neck. Then you will go on your way in safety, and your foot will not stumble. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. Have no fear of sudden disaster or of the ruin that overtakes the wicked. For the Lord will be your confidence and your do not withhold good from those who deserve it when it is in your power. Do not say to your neighbor, come back later, I'll give it to you tomorrow, when you have it now, or when you have it, uh, when you now have it with you. Sorry, I'm sorry.
Thank you. 